In a world where it seems totally normal to listen to a podcast about the Toronto Argonauts, it's the X's and Argos podcast. Welcome to the X's and Argos scouting report brought to you by Funny Bone Broth. My name is Ben Grant, and this week with the Toronto Argonauts taking on the Montreal Alouettes, I have brought in from the Alouettes Flight Deck podcast, Cliffy D. Thanks so much for joining me this week, Cliffy. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to talk about this one because this has suddenly become, and I know this is back-to-back weeks where it's the most important game of the year for the Toronto Argonauts, and I don't know if people are going to believe me when I keep saying this. I think there's only so many times I can go to that well. But this feels like the most important game of the year, probably for both teams. Is that the sense that that you kind of have going into this game? Well, for sure, because now you're talking about a battle for first place, essentially. I mean, if Montreal happens to win, then they're tied with the Argos record-wise. And depending on the point differential, that's what's going to determine what who's going to be in first or second place. So, yeah, I'd say this is a pretty important matchup for both teams. And before we get into the specifics and nuts and bolts of this game... There was some huge news this week, Montreal Alouettes acquiring quarterback Trevor Harris, because of course, uh, Vernon Adams suffered what is, I guess, probably going to be a a season-ending injury. We don't know for sure, but Trevor Harris, uh, we know who he is. And, you know, the Argos Argos fans are are very familiar with quarterbacks from our past who come back to haunt us. And uh, I think there's a little bit of relief. Uh, I guess the word is that he is not going to play and not going to dress this week. That's correct, because he's still in a quarantine as per COVID-19 protocols. So he won't be, uh, we've been told that he's not going to be playing or dressing this week, but uh, should be expected to dress uh, next week uh, when the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders visit Montreal. So how do you feel about this move, you know, covering the Alouettes? It's one where it's probably not a huge price to pay uh, in one respect uh you know to have a a guy like trevor harris who is kind of sort of a franchise quarterback or at least was I and mean, maybe didn't look like it this year but I, I don't know how much of that was tainted by what edmonton looked like in general and, and to just trade a one-for-one player i think that's i think most people would look at that and say yeah that's not a bad price however uh i really like antonio simmons is this a bigger loss than maybe most people are aware i definitely think it was a high price to pay uh to me, like I look at what Trevor Harris has done and what like not just this year, but overall in his career. And yes, he's had success. He's got two great cup rings. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. But let's not forget, he's not responsible for those great cup rings. So we got to pump the brakes a little bit when we start talking about two time great cup champion. Uh, taking into effect everything we've seen in Edmonton this year, I mean, that is Let's call it what it is. It's a dumpster fire, what's been happening with the Edmonton Elks this year. And Trevor Harris, by and large, was a big part of it. Now that he's here in Montreal, uh, to me, it's an insurance policy. It really is an insurance policy because Matthew Schiltz, he's shown, like the past two games, he's shown what he can do. And he's been always been that guy. He's just never really had the opportunity to do so, to, to really prove that he can be that player. Now he's had that opportunity. My concern in acquiring Trevor Harris, so, especially so quickly after Schultz finally won his first game as professional quarterback in the Canadian Football League, is the fact that it seems to undermine what he's done and what he's brought to the team so far. Uh, obviously, the Alouettes are concerned that the the injury to Vernon Adams is going to be potentially a long-term. Like we, There's a very good chance we may not see him the rest of the season. Knowing Vernon as I do, I 
I think this is the only way you're going to keep him off the field is to injure him or be, to be injured to the point where you just cannot even dress for a game. To me, I look at what's going on with uh, with Harris, the, the acquisition of Harris, and I'm concerned if only because I think Schultz has done a very good job show, so far in what he's done. It's a small sample size, and yes, it is against the Ottawa Red Blacks, but I still think he is a capable football player. I think he's proven it. I think he's earned his opportunity. And I, my only hope is that the only reason the Alouettes got him is because – got uh, Harris, I should say, is because – they want to have a quarterback with CFL experience. Their current backup, Shea Patterson, has no CFL experience other than being in BC Lions training camp for a couple of months and on their practice roster and now part of the Alouettes practice roster. To me, I think that's all it is, is just making sure you have a quarterback with CFL experience just in case, just in case Matthew Schultz gets hurt. Because as far as I'm concerned, this is now his team. This is now Schultz's team, and he should have every opportunity to prove that he belongs, he, that he can lead this team. And the only reason that Trevor Harris should be anywhere in an Alouette's game is because Schultz is hurt. I, I'm a big Shea Patterson fan, so part of me really wanted to see him. If I were pulling for the Alouettes in this game, I, I you know, I probably don't want to see him for the for the rest of the season. I think things are going wrong when Shea Patterson's in there. I think, you know, maybe to start at the year, he's there for a full training camp. You see what he can do. Then, yeah, I'd be very excited about it. But, you know, other than, uh, you know, other than uh, garbage time, I just can't see him being in the game as, as a good situation. So I think you're right. I think that that... that you know, having Schultz in there for as long as possible. You know, ideally, he plays well against the Argonauts, maybe even gets a, a, a run for the rest of the way. And like you're saying, Trevor Harris is the insurance policy. But then that becomes, like you said off the top, a very expensive price to pay for an insurance policy. So we'll have to see. I personally think you're going to end up seeing Trevor Harris starting in a couple of weeks, regardless of what happens, just because he's the name. And I feel like, I feel like, Probably from a general manager's point of view, they'll, they'll be like, look, we made this trade. We brought this guy in here. He's got the experience. Let's see it. But uh, I don't know. Does, does Schultz, do you think his play has improved uh, to an extent where you feel comfortable going into this game in Toronto? Because I, I know looking at his numbers, they're okay. His completion percentage isn't wasn't that high against the Red Blacks. But the Red Blacks aren't the team that they were at the beginning of the year when everyone was rolling over them. Toronto fans saw Ottawa a few weeks ago and it, it was tight. It was really tight for that first half. They are, are a much improved team. What do you make of uh, of his play, I guess, and and what do you expect from him going into this week against the Argonauts? Well, the, the worst thing you can do is compare him to Vernon Adams. And that's one of the things that people noted was that, okay, he's not Vernon Adams. Like, no, he's definitely not Vernon Adams. And I'm not saying it as a good or bad thing. It's just he's his own quarterback. Like he doesn't, he can play in the same sort of offense. That's been that Kahari Jones has designed, which was designed primarily for Adams, but Schultz can step in and execute it for the most part. Like he's a mobile quarterback, even though I've always considered him more of a pocket passer, but Matthew Schultz can, you know, he can sling the ball and he can run too, which is definitely a good thing to have, especially if you're going to work in this high powered offense, you're going to have to be able to do both of those things. Another reason too, why I was very curious as to why, you bring in a Trevor Harris because I don't think he can execute that kind of offense. So now are you going to have to kind of game plan with that in mind? Like, are you going to have to now build an offense around Trevor Harris and to a lesser degree kind of around Matthew Shields? Cause he's 
like I said, a bit of a hybrid. Like he's not Vernon Adams, he's not Trevor Harris, but he's kind of his own, like a bit of a kind of a best of both worlds scenario. Uh, I mean, again, as far as where he fits in, I mean, I I don't know. It, it to me, it's it's kind of funny to see where Matthew Schultz is. And as I said, yes, he had those heroics. It was against the Red Blacks, but to me, I think he's been in the he's been in the Alouettes organization now for this is his fifth year of playing with the or sorry fourth year playing with the Alouettes. I think he's had the opportunity to show that he can be a leader. To me, that's what that's what matters is being given the opportunity to prove that he can do the job, that he can be that quarterback. And I think I think people are going to be very surprised with what they see against what I think is going to be a great test in Toronto because we know Toronto is a, a very good football team. We know they've got the, they got the horses. Uh, guys like McClub, Bethel Thompson have proven that they can win in this league. So I think this is going to be a great test for for Matthew Schultz. And Toronto's not a normal quarterback situation either because they have sort of had not really platooning, but it, it was Arbuckle's team. And then McLeod Bethel Thompson was in when Arbuckle was hurt. Arbuckle came back. I thought he played quite well. And then suddenly McLeod has taken over again. And so they have been winning throughout this, throughout this sort of weird, I don't think it's a quarterback controversy. Um, and I think injuries have kind of helped in that regard a little bit. But it, they've shown that that it it can be done. But I think like you're going to see maybe with this situation in, in Montreal, you were mentioning with Carrie Jones having to maybe design the offense a little bit differently or tweak it or maybe just play call differently. We've seen that in Toronto, too, where the plays that are called for Nick Arbuckle, which tend to be quicker, you know, one step, three step. Uh, drops, uh, a lot of RPOs. We don't see those with McLeod Bethel Thompson. With him, it's deep drops. He's looking further downfield. He doesn't get RPOs really nearly as much. And so I think that puts a lot more stress on Coach Dinwiddie's play calling, but maybe that's that's what we'll come to see in, in Ottawa. Just over this short sample size, like have you noticed a real difference in, in play calling with, with Schultz out there? Is it a very different looking Alouette's team? I think so. And I think a lot of the decision-making too that Schultz makes versus what Vernon Adams does is you see a lot of that as well. Like there is, for example, the the pass that Matthew Schultz threw to Jake Winicki, like absolute beauty of a pass. There have been times where I'd say like if Vernon Adams threw that, he'd be picked off because we've seen that a lot this year. I mean, that's, that's what Vernon Adams is as a quarterback is he's exciting. He's flashy, but it's a very high risk reward situation. Whereas with Schiltz, he was able to connect with Winnecki and yeah, you got the result. Like I find he, I don't know if he's necessarily making better reads or if it's just a matter of just that, like he's not necessarily trying to go for the big play, Matthew Schiltz. He just wants to move the ball downfield. And yes, he did throw an interception. So, I mean, he's not, you know, perfect when it comes to his, his passing play, but every, everybody's going to make mistakes. But I think the decision-making that Schultz makes, I think like he'll take what Kahari gives him. And I, I seem to think that he reads the field, you know, just a little bit differently than what Vernon Adams does, but also too, it's that style of play. Like I said, he's not Vernon Adams, Matthew Schultz. So like he's a bit of a hybrid, like I said. So, I mean, and that's what I like. And that's what I think Alouette's fans should be really excited about when it comes to Shields. And they saw it. They saw it against the Red Blacks, both at home and at TD Place. They know what kind of quarterback he is. And to me, like, I think that's what's going to be really interesting to watch is just how Matthew Shields is going to adjust 
And I think now the offense is being a little bit more tailored. I, I don't want to say dumbed down necessarily, but I definitely think it's been adjusted so that he can get up to speed. And I think he has not only gotten up to speed, but I think he's able to prove that he can be a leader and take command of whatever's given and whatever's put in front of him. He seems to be able to adapt to it. The Argonauts seem to be in a pretty good situation in terms of injuries. They've had their struggles all year. There is some concern about Jamal Campbell, the right tackle. But for the most part, guys are coming back. Enoch Mwamba practiced today. He was full, uh, which was nice to see. We haven't seen him for, for, it seems like a long time now. And John White was out there practicing. A bunch of guys seem to be coming back. What What is the situation on the other side of the field with Montreal? How banged up is this team right now? They've had a couple of injuries. Uh, William Stanback was actually supposed to play in Ottawa last Saturday, but didn't because of food poisoning. Uh, so that's why Cameron Artis Payne was given pretty much all the uh, the running back reps. Uh, now we're finding out this week that he too has uh, been dealing with an illness. So I don't know if it's related to what Stanback had because I don't know if they were in close quarters or whatnot, but now it seems like William Stanback's okay. And now Cameron Artis Payne might be not 100%. Uh, a couple of guys now, too, are finally coming off the six-game injured list, like uh, Marc-Antoine Decoy and uh, Jean-Samuel Blanc. Those are guys of, uh, those are guys that, when they're healthy, are absolute studs, and definitely we'll see them, we'll, we'll no doubt see them in the lineup if they're ready to go. Uh, to me, Montreal, you know, injury-wise, we, we've been blessed. Other than, like, Vernon Adams, of course, that's the, the big injury right there. But, I mean, for the most part, a lot of their players, like, if they're injured – they're not injured for long. That's, uh, I don't know if that speaks to the training, if it speaks to just their overall durability, but uh, this is a team that for the most part, like they get banged up, but uh, thankfully knock on wood, they haven't really suffered any major injuries with the exception of Vernon Adams. So the last time these two teams met at BMO Field in Toronto, it, it was a pretty entertaining game. It felt like Toronto was sort of running away with it. Montreal came storming back at the end and really had a shot going into that, that last 30 seconds of play. Final score was 30 to 27. How do you sort of see this game playing out? What do you expect? Well, just based on the strength of that, like I felt, I truly felt Montreal beat themselves in that game. Like, when I talk about the risk reward, when it comes to Vernon Adams play, that's exactly what we saw in Toronto was like, he can put the team on his back and he can make outstanding plays and he can bring them, bring them back to life. But he also puts them in a hole too. Like the, the, the turnovers that he, he had were just inexcusable as far as I was concerned. Like his two interceptions were just, there was absolutely no reason for him to throw the ball the way he did. And when I think about the, like the, that loss between that and the secondary, just, you know, not tackling at all. Like they were getting burnt left, right, and center by McLeod Bethel Thompson and his receivers. And that's despite a lot of guys that were out of the lineup, uh, Cameron judge, Hinak Moamba, Eric Rogers, they didn't play that game. Didn't matter. Yargo still won. Like this is, this is a team that obviously has no issues when it comes to depth. And to me, like, I think that's, what's going to be key is th- they've got that momentum. They've got that, you know, that sense of cohesion. I mean, they obviously have a lot of faith in McLeod Bethel Thompson being able to lead them. And to me, I think that's what's going to be the most important thing to look at is how McLeod Bethel Thompson is going to come into Montreal, where I don't believe he's ever won a game. And how is he going to play in front of this uh, Montreal crowd, which is always fun to watch. It's always a, a good time whenever the Argos and the Alouettes meet because you know you're going to be guaranteed a good 
hard fought match. And I'm, we, we saw that in B, at BMO field a few weeks ago, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that this Friday in Montreal. I expect it to be a really good game. And I, I don't know exactly what we're going to see from the Montreal defense. And I, I don't know if McLeod Bethel Thompson is either, uh, you know, talking to him after last game, he mentioned that he wasn't expecting to see what Montreal threw at him. Because when we played that game you just referenced in 2019, that that last game that the Argos played in Montreal, it was all about pressure from the secondary. There were all sorts of, I think there were 11 or 12 halfback blitzes uh, and corner blitzes, like blitzes from the secondary in that in that game. And that was something that they really seemed to want to confuse McLeod Bethel-Thompson. And it worked for the most part. It was a, it was a close game, but it, the result was never really in doubt there. But there was none of that in this matchup at BMO. It was a, a very different style of defense. So I'm really interested to see uh, what the coaching staff for Montreal dials up for McLeod Bethel-Thompson. But I'm sure it won't be what I'm expecting. Uh, but hopefully for Argos fans, it is something that McLeod Bethel-Thompson is, is ready for. Cliffy D, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Before you go, please tell the good folks where they can find you and where they can find all your stuff. Uh, we'll definitely check out the Alouettes Flight Deck podcast. Both myself and Tim Capper, we record every week. Uh, we've got uh, try to get guests on. We try to get uh, all sorts of fun stuff going. Just talking Alouettes football, whether it's good, bad, or other, you're gonna know what you're you're gonna want to know what we're thinking about and what we're we're showing for everybody each and every week. Uh, you can follow the Alouettes Flight Deck podcast on Twitter at Alouettes FL Deck. Uh, you can follow Tim at Repact. Uh, you can find myself uh, at Cliffy D. And if you'd rather read about my thoughts on the Alouettes, you can certainly check out the Alternative blog over at www.alternative.com. Or you can check out the Alouettes Flight Deck online at alouettesflightdeck.ca. It's a really good podcast, Alouette's Flight Deck. I highly recommend it. I was binging a few episodes this past week, just sort of getting uh, getting set for for this game. And it's intelligent football. And I think Argos fans, if you're looking for some more CFL content, and you should be, I think we should all go out of our way to promote and uh, really support as much CFL content as you possibly can. Make sure you grab a, a couple episodes of Alouette's Flight Deck this week. And, uh, and don't forget to subscribe to that podcast as well. Cliffy, thank you so much for joining me. It's been awesome talking to you today. All righty. Thank you so much. For Cliffy D, this is Ben Grant saying so long, and may all your pre-snap reads be good ones. I'll see you. Go Toronto Argos, go, go, go. Pull together, fight the foe, foe.